Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Keeve, I've been waiting 11 months to say that, but we are exactly 32 days away from, ostensibly, the first NFL Sunday of the year. Whether it goes down on September 13th as planned or not uh, remains to be determined, but at least for the purposes of this podcast, until we hear further, we are going to start previewing all 32 NFL teams, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I guess um, the big question, like, are football games going to happen? I'm you know, we I've vacillated and bounced back and forth for many months. But right now, I'm in, like, put a gun to my head. I say, yes, the NFL games are going to happen. Where, well, where we're are definitely you? going to have – we're going to have games. Yes. Right? Are we going to have 16 games for each team? Are we going to have 256 games as currently scheduled? I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Well, so uh, – sorry to, you know, talk about boring corona stuff for, like, a second, but – the I mean, boring corona stuff is the story of the NFL. Is the story of, course, of everything. Of course. Have you but... seen the beginning of Hard Knocks? I, I'm going to watch Hard Knocks after this. Okay. But people said it was boring and Corona-ish. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what the world is right now. But people complain, by the way, about uh, no game. I think the most boring part of Hard Knocks is like the 15-minute preseason game always. Unless there's a yeah. guy you're really rooting for, like, you know, like the 77th man on the roster. And like, oh, yeah. I want to see what he does in the fourth quarter. Th- that stuff is boring. Yeah. Yeah, um, the game itself is boring. So I was – so, yeah, I, I, listen, like, starter question. Like, in baseball, one guy getting corona, like, the day before the game cancels the game. Uh, and, you know, a whole – an outbreak, let's say it's in a position group in the NFL, like, the you know, the Cardinals have played five games. Yeah. So football <laughs> has to say, like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And I also well, I don't think – what... I, I, I think basically it has to be a forfeit if your team can't field the roster in the NFL. I think it probably that's how it should work. So maybe what every team should do is by your by your standard of if it's a forfeit is you have an entire secondary team of 53 guys and a whole team of coaches that practice completely independent no in-person interaction with the starting team with the head coach so that that entire group can be that way hopefully if the first group gets infected the second group is still safe. Well they teams I think bubbles. teams are are definitely talking about um sort of a third-string quarterback that's not in the building, basically, or a yeah. fourth-string. Teams yeah. are definitely talking about that. Because I, I feel like you can't play if you don't have a quarterback, you, and, and even more so, you can't play if you don't have an O-line. You yeah. Know? Like, you could yeah. find receivers on the street. Like, they'll be bad, but they're not going to get you killed. Um, yeah. 
and and linemen were among the most of the opouts. So they're more defensive than offensive, from what I saw. Yeah, well, defensive linemen won't get you killed. They just won't get to the quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. The um. The, so I and I'm, by killed, I mean like literally, like your quarterback murdered or whatever. Not not that your team yeah. is going to lose. I mean, 50. but here's the thing. No, if, but what if a te- what if a team didn't do that? What if the league did that, where they had like, uh, you know, they had like a, a squad preparing. You know, at a it's almost like during '87, like during one of the strike seasons, where you have a whole team. But these aren't scabs; these are just backups to come in in case the starting squad is unavailable. Right. Here's the thing: with no college football, except for random schools like Nebraska or whatever, mm-hmm. there's this wide open opportunity for the NFL. Instead of you know squeezing ten games in a row at one o'clock on Sunday, we can have games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like all weekend. We can have you know you can. Uh, there is something special about about the Sunday. I do like. I would love at least one week where it's where it's just like all Friday, all set, like no games, basically double except for maybe like a couple crappy games on Sunday. You know, so just that like you can watch all headers. sixteen games in theory. Yeah. You know, a triple or a quadruple header is like all all weekend. You know, uh, obviously, to change the schedule with although in theory these stadiums, it's not like they're going to be booked up by anybody else, right? There's no concerts, there's no baseball games really. True. So there's no I, and by the way, there probably is going to be not definitely, but there's definitely a chance there's going to be some college football like SEC, ACC. Yeah, right yeah. now, looks like they might play. Now, also that might not last a long time because the college rosters are so big. You're going to have you know a couple people get it in the morning of the game. I just don't know, like. They're yeah, may... also dealing with 18 and 19 year olds as opposed to 26 year olds. And so the maturity level, the responsibility level is even lower. They're not going to, I mean, they're in college. So they like, have much yeah. less on the line. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, I, so I, I do think is, college this football is a very may... aspirational yeah. podcast that we're going to be running over. But the I do think, I, I like, I don't, th- I definitely feel that way about fantasy football because, like, it's going to be chaotic. I don't know how excited what your status with fantasy football is right now. Very unexcited. You're very unexcited, but you're not playing. Yeah, you know, out of, out of a commitment and a loyalty to, to leagues that I've had, or I'm going to do my one long-standing league, and then we're going to do a 32 fans league with a survival. Yeah, we are going to do a 32 fans think... league. That's a good thing to talk. About. Like we are, yeah. um, we should maybe next week get that rolling. But yeah, I'm fine. Sort of like, you know, I haven't sent out a introductory email for one of my leagues. Like I'm, I'm fine. You know, pushing it back until like this is an opportunity for you to get rid of half these horrible leagues that you're. I think I, I think I will. I doing... think I will. But what if one of those is Sammy's league? Do you think he'll be – I think he might be very bad. <laughs> Sammy's league is not near – like, Sammy's league is definitely one of your better leagues. It's Just a good league. Half your leagues, but yeah. um, I don't know. We've still got still to make some cuts. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm less excited about fantasy football, but I, I think it, if and when the NFL gets here, it will be glorious. Because I don't care that there's no yeah. fans in the crowd. Like, that, that to me, like, that has – there, there are stadiums. Yeah, where baseball's you can't been even... glorious. Basketball's been glorious. Hockey's a- any sports we can get, we will. Appreciate, yeah, and of course, the, you, you can't. Uh, hockey is so weird um, without the crowd at all in the, in, in the playoffs. You, I, I feel like half the stadiums in football, you could barely hear the crowd nowadays. Like it... honestly, here's the thing: like baseball, uh, and I really like the the sound that they put in. You know, the sound effects of like the crowd. Yes. Because when you, except when you have cuts like camera angles where you see the empty stands. Like on a fly ball to the outfield, you hear sort of the oh oh, and like it actually feels like you're watching a regular game. And I think they can do that for the NFL, like because the NFL you show the the stands during play much less than baseball, yes. right? You really never do, except yes. you cut to it in between plays to show crowd reactions. So yeah, I think I think that the watching experience can be very close to what we're used to. Yeah, I um, I was watching a Met game where they didn't have the crowd noise for a technical glitch. 
on Fox for a couple innings, and it was very bizarre. It's just dead silence between yeah. between the two. It was um, it was a Fox Smoltz and uh, Kevin Burkhart game. It was bizarre, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Oh, this is good." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because they were they were watching on regular Fox where it was happening. But I was watching uh, online. No, I don't like it. People, the people who complain about the fake noise, like, shut up. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. good. I have no issues with that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for us to start NFL. I'm very sort of unexcited for my team. I feel less prepared coming into this season than I ever have before. Uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. this podcast series is forcing me to do a little bit of homework and get moving, and I know the same for you as well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can provide a little insight. Are we going to get every team's top ten like we did last year? No, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to do that. I like to mix it up. Uh, and we're not going to get oh. very many segments today for the Washington football team. Uh, but before, no, yeah, before alert, we, yes. there's no Although spoilers in the, the title of the, of the episode. episode. But before we talk about them, yeah. we might not get much to much of the Washington football team today. Uh, you had a baby. Yeah, uh, they don't even have a team name. So yes, I did have a baby. He is with us right now on the podcast. He is here as a guest. He has wow. yet to uh, contribute. Would you like to say something, baby? Babies talk. Imagine if the baby just like started really talking. How scary would that be? He's he's trying to suck on the microphone. He's very confused. Uh huh. So, yeah, he's. He's not going he's not going to contribute a lot today. Uh, we did not get to record this year unfortunately, unlike in past years. Uh, yeah. we did not get to record a podcast from the hospital cuz you decided to go camping while I was at the hospital. Yeah, but also you weren't available that first night when it would have been like actually fun like cuz you're getting soft. Last time you recorded a podcast an hour after you had your third child uh, and famously Dr. Jen kicked you out of the hospital. No, she kicked me out of her room, and I went down to the to the lounge. No, I think uh, that no. Then she caught you, and you had to walk home to finish the podcast. You don't remember this? No, I re- I remember where I was sitting when I did the podcast. Now I couldn't do that this year because now you have to wear a mask while in the get while in the. Did she have to? Uh, she lounge, probably had to wear a mask while delivering lounge. the baby, right? Yeah, she had to wear a mask the whole time. Very unpleasant. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I can tell you, watching her it was very unpleasant as well. Well, I give birth. I, I'm, that I'm always very, stinks. Yeah. No, I, I just I wearing the mask. So what I've switched to, and, and Jen says that it's just there was just a study from Duke that says they're not as good, and so whatever. But I've switched to sort of the sleeve, like the uh, the thing that NFL players wear under their helmets usually anyway. Mm-hmm. Because my main issue with the mask is it's like it's sort of like it it it, it's, it gets sort of damp and it starts to smell not great. But when you have a fabric one, which is what I'm using now, you throw it in the wash, and then it smells like detergent. It smells fresh. So I'm trying to use fabric masks as opposed to sort of the paper disposable ones as much as possible so that I can uh, smell uh, uh, the, the scent of, uh, of wonderful detergent at all times as opposed to my own disgusting breath. Um, yeah, so we were in the hospital for a day and a half, a lot of mask wearing. Yeah, this is the uh, worst guest we've ever had. Uh, this guest is even worse than the uh, the Cardinals guest we had that one time. <laughs> the first, uh, what about the ja- – I think the first Jaguars one was rough. No, I'm saying the Cardinals guest. Remember, we could not like we'd ask him like really complex questions and get one word answers the whole time. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and th- this this guest we have at the moment is uh, before right before we came on, he was making all kinds of noises, and I thought he had some comments. Uh, you know, maybe he was going to tell us what he thinks about Dan Snyder if he has any ideas uh, for the new Washington football team name. But uh, unfortunately, he's sitting here right now in my lap. He's awake. His eyes are open. He's looking Do you around. Think he's, but uh, yeah, he to should say. we make this kid uh, a Washington football team? No, I don't want child protective services. Taking you don't think you don't think that he should be a fan? What if he became like a Dan Snyder super fan, the baby? <laughs> Dress him up as like Dan Snyder for Purim. Yeah, what what does that entail? I don't even know. How does one dress like Dan Snyder? I don't know. Yeah, you give him like a bunch of money. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, how does? Anyways, um, 
well, my, my, my other son was bragging today that he has $10.34. So he told us that he's very wealthy now. I don't know where he got $10.34 from, by the way. Oh, but. probably stole from your wallet. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, like, I remember as a kid. Weird like, did you have money. an allowance as a kid? I didn't have an allowance for when I was like a kid kid. But then um, when I got older, I think I'd get 20 bucks for lunch. Because we are old enough, Alex, that uh, like the Chinese um, like takeout lunch special at the local restaurant was five dollars. So like that yeah. was for four days of lunch because we only had four days of. Um, I my school. Was oh, so your parents would give you twenty bucks in the beginning. Yeah, of the so it was like five days for five. Hour. But when, once I got to like eleventh grade, that would never last past Wednesday. I'd need a second twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell a very embarrassing story? Sir. Can I have some more? Can I tell oh, a very sure. embarrassing story? Um, so my first job when I finished college, I went, I was, I, I had no like plan because why would I have a plan? I was just married with a kid for what job I would have. So I finished college and I had nothing to do. Like September, I finished college in August. I had to take a couple of summer classes because I was only on campus for, for three years. And then I'm like, oh, it's September. Like I have no job. And I was also not applying for any jobs. <laughs> Uh, well, what was Mara doing at the seventy? Yes, job? Ma- no. Hmm. Mara was in uh, grad school. Okay. So we had no income, I believe, and uh, so things have really changed fifteen yeah. years later. And it's funny because then I worked like without a break for a day for fifteen years, but but then then not. Um, I guess for thirteen then years. Not. So then, um. I was doing nothing, and my father was like, hey, do you want to um, be like a substitute teacher at the special needs school that's in the same building of that I'm a teacher in? And I was like, well, no, but I guess I have to because I can't say no to any job. And then, like, immediately they liked me, and they hired me as a, a full-time teacher, like, during the school year. I think I like, got rid of other people. So yeah. When is this getting embarrassing? Um, so I taught, like, next door to my dad. Like, we were in the same building because we just rented space from their school. Uh, and so I would, uh, like, go, get up at, like, 5. I was I was going from Long Island to the city, so I'd get up at, like, 5.04 to catch the train. That's what I would set my alarm for, like, 5.02, 5.04 every day. So it was not, like, packing lunch or anything. Amara was not packing me lunch. Uh, so I would just, like, walk over to my dad. It's like, hey, can I have 20 bucks? <laughs> and, and I'm, again, I'm 22 years old at this point, but I'm also married with a child. So I was still getting an allowance while I was a married man. Uh, if I yeah. ran into him, I wouldn't like, he wouldn't like give it to me. But if I ran into him and I said, "Hey, can I have twenty bucks?" Um, then he would give it to me. But then my my one's friend, like I guess like a work wife type of lady, one of the teachers, like I'm fifteen years younger than anybody else in the building except for this one person, because um, I'm twenty two. So I would – if there was a time where I was one of the, the youngest people at a job for many, many years. I don't know if you ever had that, whereas now I'm, you know, considered like a boomer and I'm pushing 50 and everything. All those yeah. people make fun. Like one day they too will be the, um, you know, oldest person in a room or whatever. Or they will no longer be the yeah. oldest person in a room. So Maybe that will happen to you as well yeah. one day. Well, if I was ever in a like a room situation again, sure. Um, oldest person on a Zoom, trademark that. So then – um, I bought my, I, 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 one day my friend did not have their wallet, so I bought her lunch and I was like, all right, I'll get, I'll get the money back. And then the next, like, um, next day I got lunch and she's like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I said like, I oh, do you want to pay today? Cause I paid yesterday. She's like, no, 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 no. 
I paid your dad back when I saw him at the hall. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, your dad gives you money. I paid him back, not you. I was like, no, I was expecting that money back. <laughs> you, you were a grown-up with grown, wife Grown-up with wife and child. And my coworker was paying my father back. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, speaking, by the way, of adults who are still getting allowances, yeah. did you see that article? I shared it in the uh, patron group chat of uh, the, the woman in Australia. No, what is it? All right. It's it's the wildest news story you will read this month, I guarantee you. I'm going to read just the first two paragraphs uh, on the podcast right now, and if this doesn't spur you to want to read the whole okay, thing, I don't know sure. what to say to you, okay? All right. A trans woman who waged a decades-long battle with her conservative Jewish Orthodox parents to compel them to pay for her gender reassignment surgery has won a multimillion-dollar payout from her deceased father's estate. Jessica Joss was awarded $3.225 million by Victorian Supreme Court Judge Elizabeth Hollingsworth, despite not being named a beneficiary in her father's will, and a foiled plot by Miss Joss to kill her father with a crossbow during a bar mitzvah celebration at her parents' synagogue. Wow. I'm <laughs> hooked. hooked. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, uh, the Taliban is involved in this story. The government of Iran is involved in this story. There's there's uh, the, the crossbow. You heard about the Holocaust comes up. There's a whole bunch of interesting stuff. And she won. Um it's yeah she wants yes and and the best part of the story is to this day her parents her family still gives her sixteen hundred dollars a week or a month or something like mm-hmm. that so um but they just they just said please stop embarrassing us she um yeah it's a it's a really a fantastic story uh this woman has, has quite a life so yeah so go read that story i think i tweeted it also um it's uh it's from melbourne australia so i don't know uh, how the legal system works there but uh, things are wild and wacky. Yeah, so she's also getting a she's also getting an allowance uh, as an adult. Okay. So maybe you can uh, sue, sue your dad if he's not giving you an allowance. No, my dad is point. not giving me an allowance. So we should. It's very upsetting. Yeah, we should at some point transition. I think to talk, you know, to, about the Washington mm-hmm. team. Why didn't you, know, you get to talk about camping yet? Interested. Oh yeah, so sorry. So you went camp. So your wife and daughters, uh, your wife and all your family yeah, I, yeah, went camping uh, without some you. Some people have before. multiple uh, genders of children. Where so it's yes. like you just have four sons. I don't just have daughters. Yes, but but like your wife and daughters take your sons. That's family, fair because your your daughters are essentially your yeah. Wife's they're co-parents. the co-parents. Uh, they help take care of me and the boys. Yeah, and although my six but you stayed home, lay in bed reclining, recording a rap episode. Yeah, a rap episode, episode. Excuse me. But then you went and joined them the next day. Now, first of all, how did you get there to join them in their camping? Because you don't first drive. Of all, I do drive. How dare you? I mean, in theory, I have like a driver's okay. license. Uh, I know how to okay. drive. Um, I can't drive at night. Uh, my my wife's my wife's uh, both of her brothers came. One with their family, one with his girlfriend. So uh, the one with the girlfriend. So they came a day later to pick you Correct. up. To, yeah, okay, and it took to us four hours to get there. Okay. But a very scenic route to go to the uh, Golan in Israel, the north. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So you went you went camping. How was it for miserable. you? Miserable. I camping is the worst thing on earth. Uh, I mean mm-hmm. that like certain like well, had, well, especially for an endorsement such as for yourself. an endorsement such as myself. Like they had a very good barbecue, so that part I certainly appreciated. But like we also ate in the dark. By the time the food was ready, it was like pitch black, and we we're on a campsite, and like there was just no light. I don't well, like eating in the dark. Don't you make a fire? We made a fire um, afterwards for to, for the kids to roast marshmallows, but like we didn't make a fire during. Um, we should have done that. That would have been smart. And also, he's like the type. Yeah, that's a nor. That's a normal thing people do when they go camping. It was funny. My my son was in like watching Survivor mode. Like he was, you know, like all right, this is how you make a fire, and you know, gathering, you know, the stuff you need for a fire. I don't know what it is, but um, I feel if I was on Survivor, like, but let's say I was I was on a tribe by myself, uh, Stephanie style, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many How many years do you think it would be before I made fire? 
<laughs> like how long would it take before I? Uh, yeah, re- like, remember there. Were, which season was it where they have a tie in the final four in the final three? And so the, the 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 two final women have to make fire, and then it takes so long after an hour, like he gives them both matches. Uh, um, uh, in what's it called? Um, in uh, Cook Island, the uh, the race season, season thirteen. Yes, if you had, if you were given matches, and no matches, like, I could how, probably could do. you make a fire? I with could matches? make a fire with matches. Okay, All right. but yeah, no, without <laughs> matches, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, I mean. Without matches right now, I would also because I have no experience with it. But I'm sure before you go on Survivor, you practice at least. You know, you go I by think a, a lot of people don't. RI, it, as it, like, actually says a lot it. of people don't. By now, I think you have to just because it's it's literally part of the game. Like it's so ingrained. Like you. But, yes. But for many years, it felt like yeah. people were not like. I think everyone assumes like, all right, there'll be one person there who could do it. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, all right, so should we start talking about the Washington team? To remind people from last year, I, we have exactly 32 minutes to mm-hmm. discuss each team. And at the 32-minute mark, it doesn't matter if we're in the middle of a thought, a sentence, a word. Bomb blast. A bomb blast yeah. is going to go off. Uh, watch out for that Chester bomb blast, yes. to quote Justin Ramsey. And uh, we'll be marking, making charts. Can, and, uh, yes, and we, will, and we will be a little more organized for the rest of the podcast. This is just like so we could get started. Put our foot in the ground. This 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 team is so disorganized. They, they don't, don't have, have a name. Team. Like, like yeah, have that's true. If they're not ready yeah. for the season, then why should we be? I agree. Yeah, exactly. They they saw Dwayne Haskins is tepid, and, and tepid is way too complimentary a word. Performance mm-hmm. last year, and they said that no, no, we're good. We don't need. Yeah, another we're player. solid with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, like the Cam Newtons of the world were available mm-hmm. for very very cheap, and they're like, no, thank you. We're good. Um. So, by the way, uh, I'm like the only person under the age of 50 in America. I might be the only person in America, period, in 2020, who's still subscribing to the paper. Hard it's copy insane. Of Sports you, first of all, you're this, at this point, you're this supporting evil insane. if you're like it's, reading stuff online. Like it's 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 August mm-hmm. 12 right yeah. now. OK, the issue that just came is dated August 15. It's the football preview issue. Uh, they're both doing college football and NFL preview. The college football section is very heavy on the Big Ten, multiple Big Ten teams in the Sports Illustrated's top 20. Uh, so that's a problem because they're not playing. Uh, and their entry for Washington, because I thought, well, I might as well read this to you know add to the color of all the deep research I've done on Washington before we do this podcast. Their whole thing is about how a Darius Geis-led run no, no. control offense is going to be do, key Does to each this team, team get like uh, spoiler two alert, pages, like old style, or is it much more flimsy than it used to be? No, it's no. The, each each team gets like you know the whole division. No gets way. Pages, basically. So what are they? What yeah, are they even doing? Way. Well, they have so to basically. Be, they're doing the NFL and college together. I think the the magazine comes out like once a month now, and you know they have like it's a ten page magazine at this point. Why, why are they still, are they still doing, doing it? Doing it? Um, I, I guess it's like people like I assume my grandfather's probably still subscribes. Like the um, they're just getting people who don't know how to cancel their subscription at this point. Like. Well, or people like me who their their miles are about to expire because they're never flying again, and the cheapest way to keep your miles going is to order a magazine subscription. I, but I, I think so you that, should that's honestly that's why I, I do like it. subscribe to something else. There. Well, I've subscribed to like everything that I can't. Like I've. I'm oh, your mailman this, like, probably hates you. My, especially these. It's these random airlines like like uh, mm-hmm. Air Canada, which I fly like you know once every blue moon, but I don't want to lose my like seventy four miles, even though I've used them all up on these two mm-hmm. magazines anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. So th- th- this offense is built around Darius Geis, who uh, wait, you know, but you said it. You said it uh, like comes every for... month. Uh, in July, they just 
No, uh, it, it is every month. Week. It might be every month. Oh, you know what? You know what came out? You know what the previous issue was? Was the swimsuit issue. Yes. They, I thought those came out in February. Why did I get a swimsuit issue they in decide, July? I'm not sure. They they decided to make it in July this year, but they also decided not to release a regular issue. So they're doing 12 issues a year at this point, and one of them was the swimsuit issue with no sports in it. But Like, you used to get the swimsuit issue and, and another like, issue on the same day. Well, but the millennials and, and the and the exennials and whatever they else call them, like they have to understand, like when we were in high school, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue was an enormous cultural moment. It was like a yeah, huge. you had deal. to try and get Not it just before like your boys, mom, you know, t- took it and threw it out or whatever. Yeah, it, it was it was a huge deal, and now this thing came out in July. I have no yeah. idea why. I paged through it. It took about 30 seconds for me to review the whole thing and throw it in the recycling, which, to be fair, is only about 15 seconds shorter than a regular SI yeah. issue at this point. So I don't know what, what that, that was doing. But this is the problem with the print magazine. It's dated August 15th. It comes August 12th. And it's talking about a guy who was cut from the team last week. It's yeah, just, it's embarrassing. You know, and by the way, it says when he was cut, it, apparently he had domestic abu- uh, assault issues in February and March and April. Which, first of all, my dude, you're supposed to be in quarantine. Like, I don't know what yes. you were doing. But um, apparently, well, yeah, we know what he was doing. And um, and Dan Snyder said, you know, this guy, he's just going to he's gonna give a, a stain to the sterling reputation that is the Washington Well, the thing about Geis is he was hurt so both years. Go. Geis carried the ball, I think, 42 times. He, he played so five games. Even though he I played agree, five games, he never he had 20 was carries. was very, very game. good, like, in the rare times he was on the field, and he would be good. I don't... I don't uh, think he who was. Are you Matthew Barry? Matthew Barry was so ha- high on him as a fan of the Washington football team. He would like constantly pump the guy as a fantasy. Yeah, sniper. no, he listen, but he's also th- that type of guy who misses their first two seasons never stays on the field. So it was not going to happen for him. But now you're talking yeah. about a team. I mean, to be, he was a second round pick who dropped to the second round because yeah, of yeah. his uh, character yeah. issues. Yeah, I, I he's out of the league. It's funny because Ron Rivera, who was the coach of the Panthers at the time, uh, d- yeah, they he, did they not have him on the board at so all he wasn't, of the character He issues. was probably on you know strike four before this happened. Anyway, he's not going to play anymore. But now we're talking about Adrian Peterson at 35 as a starting running back from an NFL team who's like probably going to have to carry the ball 15 yeah. times a game. Well, fortunately, he has a great offense. Well, I, here's the thing. He actually was good last year. Uh, you know, he's fine. He's fine. It's just funny that he's like, you know, was was out of the picture four years ago, and now he's back as a, as a starter. They, they... Yeah, the way that he sort of ended on the Vikings mm-hmm. and then the Saints – and then the Cardinals, you, you, you really seemed like he was done with the league two or three years ago. And somehow with this garbage team, I and mean, Washington's offensive line is, is okay. It's, you know, it's not good, but given sort of the the, the relative, I'd say probably defensive line yes. is the biggest strength. Yeah, defensive team, line is, is, is the strength of the team. Yeah, their offensive line. Yeah, Terry McLaurin had a good season last year. I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah, no, Terry McLaurin's uh, the best player yeah, on the whole team. This team is very bad. Yeah, and so this team is very, very bad. And when Peterson, you know, keep churning him out, I guess, you know, try and climb a little higher in the all-time rushing rankings, he's not going to catch Frank Gore. We had an argument. Uh, you think Frank Gore is going to make the Hall of Fame. I think he's got no chance. I think everyone is well aware that Frank Gore was never that good. You can't be I think you, you can all be. time he's, in rushing and not be in the Hall of not Fame. Like, everyone knows there's not going to be any Frank Gore nostalgia when he's gone, I don't think. I don't think people are going to forget, like, oh, yeah, he was always just fine. 49ers fans still like him. Yeah, but I don't think uh, they think he's Miami, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, University of there Miami was no day of like his him. career that he was a Hall of Famer. Mm, I... He had 1,600 yards a couple times, I think, in the early parts of his career. Let's go through his year-by-year rushing totals. Oh. Okay, Frank Gore. <laughs> this is a Washington football podcast, so we're talking <laughs> about Frank Gore. We have five minutes oh, no. left, by the way. To, we'll uh, get, get there, to we'll the get team, there. Listen, the all of our diehard uh, yeah. Washington fans are... Well, can we have like yeah. a fake? Right. How about uh, this? How about Frank this? Frank Gore. 
Okay, Wait, so can I, his, can I ask his first you season, he's a backup. Let's call them, let's yeah. make up a fake name, because it's very awkward to call them Washington. So let's make up a fake name for the... Well, we've been doing it on this podcast for five years already anyway. No, yeah. but we could call we've them like the said, R-words You've said something. it a couple times, but I've never yeah, said... Yeah, you were good at that, but how about yeah, this? I've never said Let's that. call them the Sentinels. Yeah. For, for 32 fans. Why? I know, let's just give them a nickname, so then we could like refer to them. Let, let's call them the Washington Trumps. You know, they, they're in Washington, and they suck, and they're Okay, we'll call them the Trumps. We'll call them the Washington Trumps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so the Trumps uh, – all right, so Frank Gore, not on the Trumps, on the 49ers, his second season. So he uh, he's a backup his first season, still has 700 yards. Second season, 2,180 yards and nine mm-hmm. touchdowns. That's a yeah. very good season. That was 1695 rushing, 485 receiving. Uh, you know, he uh, – you know, if not if not the best, you know, a top three or four running back for sure that year. Um, and then it, let me just read his numbers the next number of years. So 2180. 1534, 1409, 1526, 1305, 1348, 1269, 1270, Right, Marcus Allen's main attribute was how long he played. Yeah, Marcus Allen was a great uh, thirty-plus running back. He's like the best thirty-plus running back. Okay, so Marcus Allen, his rookie year, only nine games because of a strike. Uh, he actually leads the league with a thousand uh, yards from scrimmage, uh, six ninety-seven rushing and four run receiving. So you know he's he's very good that year. But then he has uh, then he has twenty-three fourteen. He has that monster season in nineteen eighty-five, his fourth season, which is so his first four seasons are collectively. Better, you know, uh, Gore really only. They're turning yards from scrimmage when you say twenty-three, fourteen. Yeah, well, especially I mean, I mean, this is a guy Marcus Allen had seven hundred yards receiving. Like he was a big receiver, also. So it's well, not, Marcus Allen got buried on the the Niners for years, right? Like they they basically got into like Marcus Allen. I mean, I, I mean he Niners. got he got buried he got buried he Chiefs. got buried on the on the depth chart for the Raiders because, because for the Raiders, yes. And then he switched. Yeah, so so here's his number. So after that that nineteen eighty five season where he leads the league in rushing. It, Excuse me, in rushing and yards from scrimmage. He drops to 12, 12, 11, 64, 11, 34. And then he drops to 484, 871, 418, 578. So he has four years where he's barely in the league. He's all, he's on the end of their bench. And then, as you said, at age 33, he goes to the Chiefs and all of a sudden leads the league in rushing touchdowns with 12. Although he's still most, he's, you know, he, he was sort of Jerome Bettis. He'd have 700 yards and, you know, and a lot of touchdowns, basically. So he wasn't, he was really more of a name. But, but he did have 1,000 yards from scrimmage four years in a row from age 33 to 36. But if he if he doesn't go to Kansas City, if he ends his career when he's in Oakland, I, I don't think no, he's, he's not. Is he a he's Hall not. of Famer? I mean, but again, like you, re- you read the he stuff, he has a lot of touchdowns. He had ninety seven touchdowns. About, like, so. You know, they buried him on the bench. Players had no freedom back then. You were just trapped. It is fascinating. You know, when I went back and I actually, but it's not fair to say they buried him on the bench. I mean, he, he started every he started fifteen out of sixteen games as a thirty year old, and he had one hundred and eighty carries. He just wasn't good. He averaged three point eight yards a carry. And his yards per carry, by the way, three three six, three eight, three seven, four two, three eight. Like, there's a reason he wasn't playing. It's because he wasn't good, and he was old. He was a running back in his thirties. So I don't think it's that they buried him because All right, they so hated s- him. I mean, he speaking had of running backs in their thirties, uh, give me a time check for the uh, Washington football team, the the Trumps. How much time do we have left? When this podcast yeah, is going to blow up? We have about ninety seconds. seconds. Okay. Um, yeah. So offensive yeah. line, uh, Chase Rulier is kind of good. Morgan Moses at right tackle. Uh, no more Trent Williams. Those are the headlines. Yes. Uh, they brought Schweitzer over from yeah. the uh, Falcons. He's not so good. Brandon Brooks is probably their best lineman. Uh, like you said, 
the yeah. defensive line is the strength of the team. Chase Young, is he going to be another Bosa? Is he going to be a bust? I think there's a tiny chance to me that Chase Young is a bust. Like, you knew the second Bosa was going to be incredible. But I, I like, I'm, Chase Young will probably be good, but I don't know. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan is kind of washed. Montez Sweat's good. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Allen, also another top five pick. Let's see what they get from him. Ayadonis had a very good year. Yeah. I mean, their defense is not yeah. bad. They still have Landon They added Thomas Davis, who's like a thousand years old, it feels like. Yeah, him and Kerrigan and Peterson, they got a lot mm-hmm. of really old guys it is on old. They brought over Kevin Pierre-Lewis had I mean, a great are, year. For are we Bears. doing the schedule for this team? Yeah. I guess we don't have time. But if you had to guess a number... Yeah. Let's do the over-under quickly. Number of what's their, what's their win total over-under? Oh, I have no idea what their over-under is. Yeah, you should have this. We're, we're, we're very well prepared. We're going to run out of time. Listen, it's going to... This is... You know, you just had a baby. I just had something even more traumatic happen, which is I had to go camping for a day. Yeah. All right. Washington's over under is five. Give me a pick before the bottom. Uh, I think that they go over. I think they go six and ten. I'm going to say under. It's very hard. It's five. very hard oh. to go under with a number as yeah, low as five. Yeah, that's not a half number. But, it's very tricky. Yeah, if it was five and a half, I would definitely take the under because I think five or four wins is the most mm-hmm. likely. They could definitely find a way to sneak to six, but...